0: Welcome to Centered Sunday with the Resilient Me, hosted by Cherie Shai Holmes. So this month, we are going to be focusing on self-love because it's February. And most of the time, this month is donated to, or I wouldn't even say donated. That's probably not the right word. Um, (laughs) This month is focused on couples, right? Celebrating couples and their love. And I'm all for it. But we are only as good in relationships as we are individually. If our self-love is not high, getting into a relationship, thinking that you're going to draw self-love from the other person is a really bad way to get started. So we're going to do this month with a twist and we're focusing on us. Self-love. Okay, so this is a discussion on the three areas that you didn't know you needed to practice self in. Now, I know we've all heard this term self-love in conversation with friends or family. And it's like, oh, you need to love yourself more. You have to love yourself before you can love somebody else. I mean, I've even said it to myself before. But uh, you think over your life, did anybody ever teach you? what self-love was? Like, was I supposed to be born and automatically know what self-love is to Sharice? No! It's like an abstract concept and it needs to be taught. It needs to be discussed and we need to unpack what self-love looks like. I mean, I think I was like in my mid-20s before I really figured out what love, what love was. So I'm going to give you my definition, Sharice's definition of what self-love is. Love, first of all, first and foremost, self-love, love love for others, love for family, and love for friends is an action word, okay? Love is a verb. There should be some action behind those words and not just conversation or lip service. That's the first thing. But self-love focuses on an appreciation for self, an appreciation for oneself. And the way we demonstrate that is the actions that we take on an everyday basis, moment by moment, demonstrating self-love. Now, there are definitely several benefits, and the reason why I wanted to get into this this month, of self-love, one being longevity, right? It changes the trajectory on how long we live based on how much we love ourselves number two it helps with mental health and well-being number three it also has a huge impact on depression and keeping anxiety at bay for those of you that are perfectionists and i'm saying that like i'm a i'm like a a healing perfectionist right sometimes it still creeps up and it tries to get me a takeover listen to me self-love is the answer It might be tough when you first get started, but trust me, self-love is the answer, okay? Perfectionists, this is what I found out while I was studying for this. Studies have shown that perfectionists that do not practice self-love have a tendency on average to be at risk, they're at higher risk to become sick. That didn't come out quite the way I wanted it to come out, okay? Let's try this again perfectionists are at a higher risk of several illnesses both physical and mental and self-love is the only way for us to free ourselves from that there i have been on this journey for like the last two three years on grace and self-compassion which are also key elements of self-love giving myself grace to make mistakes to fail Um, to, to understand that just because I failed doesn't mean that I'm a horrible person and I probably shouldn't be doing this in the first place. It just means that I'm human and this is the only way for me to learn is to fail. And to also extend that grace to other people. So we can come out of the grips of perfection by practicing self-love. If your perfectionism is high, I can guarantee you your self-love is low. Because that nagging, um, judgmental, A horribly critical voice that we hear in our heads that tears us and rips us apart. That is not self-love. We're not choosing self-love in those moments and counter to contract to counter to popular belief. Like. Ripping yourself apart after you failed, it doesn't, it actually doesn't improve your performance moving forward. Studies have actually shown that having self-compassion and practicing self-love, giving yourself grace in those moments of failure is what makes people able to recover quickly. This is how you develop resilience and bounce back when problems arise. This is how you create solutions is in love. Solutions are created in love. They are not created in judgmental, critical environments. If anything, it causes you to recoil into fear, to retract into manipulation and control. And like you just, you go into a mode where it's like self-preservation, you know, by any means necessary. And usually by any means necessary, it's probably something that we're going to regret later or feel bad about that we had to do this in order to accomplish what we wanted to get. Whether it be lying, deception, control, it, I can go on, but I will get, let's get back on the subject. I need to do a whole session on perfectionists, Okay. Cause I'm talking to you from me, my own experience. Let's get back on, to, oh, <laughs> on topic here. Another reason why we need to consider um, practicing more, expanding our self-love is self-love influences the mate that you choose. Did you hear me? Self-love influences the mate that you choose, okay? I'm not talking about getting chose. I'm talking about the mate that you choose, okay? It also affects the way you perceive yourself In the eyes of other people, that means work, family and friends, because the way I see myself and the way my friends and family may see me have in the past been sometimes wholly divergent, wholly divergent. I would have this whole idea that I looked like this or I sound like this or I talk like this or I would be thinking that these mistakes were, you know, quote unquote, the end of me here I am <laughs> still alive still thriving still succeeding and my friends and family be like our coworkers would be like that wasn't that big of a deal like chill How you love yourself, your self-love affects how you perceive yourself in the eyes of other people. We can create a whole entire story. And I've talked to people before and like, they, they probably think I'm this and this and this and this and this. I'm like, did you, did you talk to them? They tell you that? Where are you getting this story from, (laughs) ma'am? Who told you this? You haven't talked to anybody. You just created a whole story that in your head that doesn't exist. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it stop it. My friend was telling me a story about how she was in the airport with her family. So her mom, her dad, her husband, and her son. And so she was sitting down and she had like in the airport, it was really, really crowded. She had her stuff on the floor. And so she left to go get some oatmeal for her son. And when she came back that the lady had sat down on the floor and boosted, like I call it booshing. She boosted her stuff out of the way. She moved her stuff out of the way. So my friend, it's a funny story. so I just got to tell it the way she said it. So my friend said she looked down at her stuff and the airport was packed. And she was like, what the F? Like under her breath. She was like, what the F? And so her son, but she didn't say what the F. Uh, her son, she said the full word. So her son walked, was right behind her and went and stood in the spot and said, what the? And he said it loud. She said she was just so embarrassed. Her face turned red and her mom turned to her and was like are you happy are you happy now like look at what you you, you're um look at the the example that you're setting for your son her husband's busting up laughing her dad is like what's going on what's going on what's going on right and she said everybody in the airport was like oh and she was like all I could think of in that moment Sharice is that Everybody was like, oh my God, what is this mother teaching her kid? She's a horrible mother. Oh my, I said, first of all, did you talk to anyone in the airport and ask them what they thought about your son and what he said? No. I said, did anyone say it out loud? Even if you didn't talk to him, did you hear anybody chatting about it? No. I said, so how do you know that they were judging you and calling you a poor mother? Well, I guess I don't really know. No, you don't know. And I said, honestly, if I was in the airport and I heard some little kid burst out like that, I would have laughed because I know that kids are computers, right? I would definitely wouldn't think that she was a horrible mother. We all have our moments where we might say things that we're not supposed to say or do in front of children. They pick it up and they repeat it and use it in the exact context that you just did. I would have extended mercy. I also would have thought it was funny. Okay. Okay. And we have to stop. You see how she just created a whole situation and imagined how horrible of a mother she was in their eyes to a bunch of strangers that didn't know her. We do it all the time. So it's an opportunity for us to practice our self-love, to expand our self-love. All right. And let's see, I think I covered everything. And it also affects how you cope with problems. Your self-love impacts how you cope with problems. So if a problem arises and you don't have an expanded awareness of your self-love, we have a tendency to go down this, die, this dire road and, and deep spiral that can lead us from anxiety to shame and embarrassment to guilt to depression because we didn't have the proper... um support in place and because we didn't have the foundation of a self-love that even though I may screw up I'm still Cherise, right I'm still fabulous I'm still loving I may have had an unloving moment or I may have said something or snapped at somebody and I I, you know wasn't my best self I wasn't who I wanted to reflect in that moment but that doesn't make me a bad person okay self-love helps you move from focusing any of your Bad behaviors, you know, air quotes, bad, bad behaviors from, from a behavior from yourself, from saying that you are a bad person to, it was just bad behavior. Do you see what I'm saying here? When you have proper self-love, it reflects on the behavior. Self-love will say, hey, you need to work on that behavior. You can't just snap on people because you were hungry, Sharice. Okay, it's not their fault. You cannot snap because they were hungry. But when you don't have self-love because you were hungry, but when you don't have self-love, I start to focus on Charisse. Sharice is a bad person. You're always snapping on people. You're mean. You're not nice. You're evil, right? So I start to tell myself these horrible things. And when you have proper self-love in place, I just focus on the behavior. Okay, when these situations arise, maybe I shouldn't talk to too many people because I'm hungry, okay? And that's like a really easy example. All right, let me jump into the, the top three areas. Number one, the number one way out of my top three Easiest way. I won't say number one way. It's the easiest way. The easiest way for you to practice self-love is to focus on. You guys ready? Okay. I probably should put like a real drum roll in there. But anyway, you guys get the point. Is what are you eating? I know you weren't expecting that. I know you weren't. That's why I love these centered Sundays, right? I'm helping you dive deep. And sometimes diving deep means not diving too deep and just looking at what you're doing on the surface. Sometimes we don't even think about my eating as a part of my self-love. What? What are you talking about? How is my eating have anything to do with self-love? Now, I'm not talking about unhealthy diets. I'm not talking about depriving yourself. I'm not talking about, being unrealistically thin, what I'm talking about is your food. Is it nutritious? Does it give you more energy? Does it improve your health? Does it boost your mood? If what you're eating does not do those things for you, it's a way that you have a chance and an opportunity to increase and expand your self-love. Because back to the crazy person that I turn into, like some of us turn into when we're hangry this actually happened to me last week. I was working on a project and I think I had worked like 10 hours. Um, and then, you know, go traffic back and forth home, whatever. It's like 12 hours. It's probably like 15 hours. Okay. Before I actually ate. So I was working on a project. I had to meet a deadline and I had to just push through, right? Cause I'm not, One thing you'll find about me is I'm a very reliable person. And if I say I'm going to meet the deadline, if I have to burn the midnight oil, I will burn the midnight oil and I will meet the deadline. There is no I need more time. At least not with me. And it could be that crazy perfectionist girl. Okay. She still creeps up. (laughs) So I, I had to meet this deadline and I was working on the project. And so I basically had maybe just water and coffee for like 15 hours straight. And I hadn't eaten, and I was talking to a friend who was just joking around on the phone with me, and I instantly wanted to snap at him, and I just remember like getting really frustrated in the conversation, but letting it go, getting frustrated, let it go, and then he said like one last thing, and I was like, "I'm trying," and I was like, "I can't do this, I can't do this," and I was like, "You know what? It's it maybe took me like four seconds to like snap, my self awareness kicked in and say, hey." This is not usuries. I said, you know what? I'm sorry. All I got out of my mouth was like, I'm trying. I'm trying to do. And then I caught myself. And I said, you know what? I'm really sorry. I haven't eaten and I'm tired. I had a very draining day. And what you're saying to me is really not rude. You're not being mean. You're just being your normal self. And I'm just not in in the best situation right now to be talking to you. So I need to get off this phone. I need to get some food in my belly. I need to feel good before I talk to anybody else. Because I don't want to start firing at you when you had nothing to do with what happened today. He was like, oh, whoa, okay, okay. He was like, okay, I understand, you know but that's part of the thing, you know, practicing self-love. I I didn't eat like that. Talk about depriving yourself. I, I didn't, I was stressed out and that's the problem. Like when you get stressed out, sometimes we, instead of practicing self-love, we like resort to these weird tactics of like, by any means necessary, let's get it done. You know what I'm saying? And so, Because I didn't take that moment to practice self-love and just feed myself. Like there's so many ordering apps I could have ordered on um, DoorDash or Uber Eats or I could have ordered anywhere and I just felt like, you know, I don't have time to eat. But when you are stressed out, listen to me, you need to double down on self-care when you are stressed out. That is non-negotiable. And I know that, but I didn't practice it. So let me know, you know, there's more, there's space for me. There's room for me to grow in that area when it comes to self-love, which comes to something very simple as eating healthy, eating when you need to eat, eating what you should be eating to actually boost your energy and improve your overall health. Okay. Second thing, what do your boundaries look like? Yes, boundaries. The second way that you can practice self-love is take a look at your boundaries. There's actually six types of boundaries that I'm actually gonna dive into in another video this month for um, Centered Sunday. So I'm not gonna go through all of them because this video would take way too long. But I want to make it clear and I also want to um, bring it to the forefront of your mind as we are meditating on how to increase our self-love for the month There are areas in which we lack boundaries. And when you lack boundaries, that impacts your self-love. Like, Are you becoming a doormat for people to take advantage of you and get things from you and, and use you for whatever they can get out of you? Um, be it money be it your energy we sometimes especially women we like be we're on the phone with people and we just allow them to drink the crap out of us and every single conversation like it's not always have to be money but yeah sometimes we do give money we give our time we're always showing up people ask us to do things like oh can you help me move and like then you have to move and then like they don't come and help you move (laughs) like you know what i'm saying like we have to have boundaries. If you know that friend that you keep giving to is not giving back, you need to put some boundaries in place. And you need to learn how to say no. So there's six bound six six types of boundaries that I'm gonna get into later this month. Um, but just keep that on the radar. There's that's an area that you can expand your self-love in, is actually start enforcing boundaries. Okay. And number three is authenticity. And this was a big one for me. Um, as far as expanding my self-love, uh, I would have to say that because of my childhood and the way I grew up, <clears throat> excuse me, the way I grew up, we moved around a lot. Um, and I had to learn how to adapt. I became like a chameleon Um, I had to learn how to adapt to the area, to the kids, to, um, the culture of the school. And to be very honest, I actually grew up and went to schools that were predominantly Caucasian. Our culture was just different. My culture at home was different than the culture at school, different than the culture in the neighborhoods. And I had to learn how to become adaptable to that, uh, which caused me, um, in hindsight, as I got older, To lose a lot of my authenticity. I started to use. So when you're young, that's a great skill to have. Um, It's one of the things I think was most important in that time in my life is I'm very, um, I'm very uh, acute um, in estimating and determining people's moods. Like I can read social cues very, very well and respond to them in kind and in like manner. Um, and that's a good skill to have. Cause I do know people who are completely oblivious, oblivious socially. And you're like, why did you, what, why, uh, what's happening? Why did you think that was okay? Like, <laughs> you can't, Oh, you, I just want to take the face like, oh, you need a little help. Please let me help you. <laughs> but the downside to that, so that was a good side of learning how to become adaptable. The down- downside is I didn't know when it was okay to be authentic I didn't know when it was safe for me to just be me besides being at home so I developed a habit of just like you know being around my friends and being the Sharice they needed me to be. And especially in relationships with men, like I would just become whatever girl or woman they needed in that moment. And more often than not, I, I, was, I didn't even have the confidence to show up and be authentic in those moments. I was afraid that if I showed who I really was, they wouldn't like Sharice, you know? So that was a huge area where I had to expand. And I'm still expanding my self-love in that area, be it in the workplace, be it in friendships, <clears throat> excuse me, and being in relationships, you have to, you have to allow your true self to be seen. Otherwise we're giving them some kind of representative false version of who you are. And then when it gets real and the real Cherise come out, <laughs> it's like, ooh, I didn't know you were really like that. Oh, I didn't know you felt that way. Have you ever been in the heat of an argument with a, it could be a girlfriend, it could be a boyfriend, it could be family, whatever, and or even at work. And all this just comes out and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. Because that's how you really felt this whole time. And they didn't know and you suppressed it and you bit your tongue and you just went along with it. And you were going along with it for the sake of the group or whatever you were doing. And the whole time you were mad. You didn't like it. You got to be authentic. Okay. Being your true self doesn't mean that you're pissing everybody off. There's a tactful way to speak your mind and to be yourself. And it's okay. All right. So those are the three areas for you to be able to practice self love in. Let's review them. Let's talk about what you're eating. Let's talk about the boundaries that you have and let's talk about your level of authenticity. All right, that's all I have for you guys this month. If you didn't get our reset journal, please make sure you do click the link above. I will see you back next week. Hey, the podcast dropped. So please sign up for the podcast. It's available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. All right, I love you guys. Have a great week. Peace.